Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Welcome back to Inside the Monster, the official Red Sox podcast presented by Odyssey with myself, Steve Peralt, and Joey Capone. It is time for the Red Sox-Royals four-game series preview. And to start that off, you know what we do. It's time for Joey Capone to do the pitching matchups. Okay, folks, it is four games in the great state of Kansas, Kansas City, Except not, it's Missouri game one <laughs> is going to be Nick Pavetta versus Chris Chris Bubich. Bubich <laughs> is, I'm sure, used to hearing that coming from the stands in KC as he comes in with a 5-4-5 ERA in the year. But he has hit a stride recently. Is that recently. his name? Bubich, yeah. God bless him, huh? Sure he was, sure he was a tough kid. Uh <laughs> But he has had a stride recently, touting a 2.81 ERA over his last four starts and an opponent average of 2.23 over that time. He finds himself in the bottom 10% of pitchers in, get ready for this list, Steve, hard hit percentage, expected weighted on base average, expected ERA, expected batting average, expected slugging, walk percentage, and dead last in chase rate. Nick Pavetta, I learned recently, Steve, is from Canada. Nick yeah. had a tough July, finishing with a 9.28 ERA. You're still on boo bitch, huh? I can't. I can't. Yeah. I'm sorry. That got me. That got it's me. funny because it's like boo bitch or it's boob itch. It's kind of funny both ways. <laughs> it's, uh, it's Nick had a tough good July, either way. Finishing, finishing with a 9.28 ERA over his five starts with an opponent OPS just over 1,000. His curve and his changeup have been the ones really getting hit. He's been throwing his changeup less and less over the last three years, and you've got to imagine that probably has something to do with it. Game two is Josh Winkowski versus Zach Greinke. Granky used to be somebody. The soon-to-be 39-year-old is rocking a 4-4-1 ERA this year. His fastball, his fastball now clocks in at a whopping 89 miles an hour. He does not strike guys out. He does not get guys to swing and miss, but he also does not walk. Big wink. Josh Winkowski is coming off a solid start against the Brewers, where he went five innings, allowed two runs with one walk. He got the W in that game and kept the Sox from going all of July without a win from a starter. Game three is Nathan Avaldi versus Daniel Lynch. Lynch is a hard-throwing lefty who loves to get hit hard. He's got a whip of 155 and a career ERA of 516. Looking for, look for his curveball to get absolutely slobber-knocked around the yard. Opponents are hitting 600 against it. Nathan Avaldi is still a member of these Boston Red Sox, to our shock and delight. Since his return on July 15th, though, he does have a 7.45 ERA in his first 19 innings back. However, just two home runs. Make of that what you will. And game four is going to be Cutter Crawford versus Brad Keller. Brad Keller is allergic to strikeouts. He's also allowed 15 runs in his last 15 innings, which I looked up is actually bad. It's very bad. Cutter Crawford is making one hell of a case to become a permanent part of this rotation. He is a 238 ERA since the beginning of June, during which hitting hitters are hitting just... 218 against him. And that 
is going to do it for your pitching preview. Steve? Thank you, Joey. You know what I'm trying to do right now? You're trying to find the I'm weather? To, I'm, no, I'm trying to look something up that doesn't really matter, but... <laughs> I want to know how you say <laughs> duck in French. I, I'm trying to see if Zach Greinke is the only active pitcher that faced the Montreal Expos. If he's Ooh. the last remaining guy that faced the Expos. I think it's him and... Could Rich Hill? Him and well, Oliver Perez is still pitching, right? Is Oliver he? Perez? Yeah, he's forty years old. He's where is he? For the, he's in Arizona. Oh my! He's got seven games with the D backs. But did he get? I'm doing this on the fly. This is what happens in the preview. You're going to get some stuff that just pops up. Yeah, he. I think he got released. So I'm pretty sure Zach Greinke is the only active pitcher that faced the Montreal Expos. Rich Hill's first season was 2005. Uh, so that was the debut year of the Nationals. So how about that, folks? You just learned that. Zach Greinke is cool. facing the Red Sox this weekend, and he also faced the Expos. That's how long this guy's been around. Uh, it is time for the weather update brought to you by Ed's Bubblegum. Chew it and pop it. Shoot and pop it. Chew it and pop it. Chew it and pop. Chew it and pop it. I was do you just not, do you not have the weather at, up? Yeah. I was I was buying time <laughs> to look at the start times of the games. <laughs> keep chewing it. Keep popping it. Uh, Thursday. Keep chewing, keep popping. In Kansas City, Missouri, it is going to be mid-70s around first pitch. Local time, that's a 7 o'clocker. Eastern time, that's an 8 o'clocker on Thursday. Friday, it is going to be sunny. Very sunny during the day on Friday. Looks like low to mid-80s around first pitch. It's going to be a pretty hot series here in Kansas City, which is not overly shocking for early August in Missouri. Then Saturday, locally, 7 o'clock. Locally here. I'm, I'm making this so confusing. Here, Eastern, it's 7 o'clock there. It's going to be 6 o'clock. And it looks like it's going to be lower 80s again. And then Sunday, Sunday's going to be hot. Sunday's going to be in the 90s. That is in Kansas City, a 1 o'clock game, 2 o'clock Eastern. It's going to be like mid-90s. So get excited for that. Doesn't look like a lot of clouds either. If you are going to the series, a lot of Red Sox fans do go to the Royals series normally. Uh, it's going to be very hot, so get excited for that. A little Royals breakdown here. Royals have the third-worst record in Major League Baseball. They are 24th in Team OPS in Major League Baseball, 27th in runs scored in Major League Baseball, 27th in Team ERA in Major League Baseball. The Royals are not good. The Royals are a bad team that you are facing for four games, and y'all better beat up on them because you have to. In this situation, you are in. Salvi Perez leads the team in homers with 14. Mm. Bobby Witt leads the team in RBIs with 51. So it's not crazy, Joey. They just, they mm. gotta, I'm not gonna say they gotta sweep them, but by golly, they can't do any worse than three out of four. And if they sweep them, I think we'd say they're doing their job. In this current state of the Red Sox, how do you feel about what they have to do in this series? I mean, judging off the Houston series, 
this should be quick work, right? Like it should. I be. know a couple it's one run I, wins in Houston. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know it's wild to jump from like what the Sox have just been to like almost expecting a sweep, but like they probably should. Did the did the Royals sell anybody beyond Benintendi? Uh, yeah, Whit Merrifield to the Blue Jays. Okay. So all those numbers that you're looking at for the Blue Jays, or I'm sorry, for the Royals, that's pre-sell job. So, pre-sell job, yes. And those numbers stink. <laughs> so yes. the numbers are terrible pre-sell job. They got worse. I don't want to say, I'm not going to say there's no reason you shouldn't four games sweep these guys, mm-hmm. but I'm not far from saying it, Joey. I know. I, I think anything less than three, I think a split is a disappointment. I think you need to get three here. A split is a borderline disaster mm-hmm. in this in this series coming up here. You absolutely have to get at least three wins. Question for you, Joey. Who yeah. is the first player that comes to mind? When you see that Royals logo, and I'm not talking just active because it would probably be Salvi Perez. Yeah, I was going to say Perez. Think, when you think of the Royals, take Perez out of it. Who comes to mind? You know what? We were talking about this in... Um, uh, <laughs> um, Cooperstown, how there's like in left field in KC, there's like a big, um, uh, there's like the Kansas City Royals Hall of Fame. And I was like, that's probably not like the, the largest thing. No. Um, probably think of George Brett. Yeah. I, I honestly, water balloon over my head. I think Eric Hosmer, <laughs> like I really, really, do. I, I genuinely do because of how much he mattered to that, you know, the core of that team in 2015 and 2014, you know, the, the, the resurgence of the Royals, it wasn't that long, but to me, Hosmer was like the face of it. He was kind of the captain of that team. And it's mm-hmm. crazy to me that he's now making his return to Kansas city, but as a member of the Red Sox that he never went back with the Padres. He was yeah. playing for the Padres in 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. <laughs> and at no point did they go back to Kansas City, which really like I talk about interleague stuff way too much and how annoying it is that the Sox don't play at Wrigley that much. And they don't play at City Field that much. It's like I know the rules are going to change, but it really is stupid that it took until likely 2023 for you to start playing teams more often when you have a 162 game schedule. It is yeah. one of the most foolish things ever. And I find it bizarre that Hosmer is going to make his return uh, as a member of an opposing team now with the Red Sox five years later from his last time playing with the Royals. Yeah, my only counter to that is like, I don't want to play the division less. I really don't. I don't want to feel like I'm... The, I mean, 19 times a pop. Like, what are we? What? I think that? you would miss. I think you would miss Yankee games. I think you'd be like, man, I feel like we haven't. But played the Yankees. I want I want Sox Yankees at Fenway this weekend, and I'm not getting it again. Instead, I'm getting I'm the not, Royals. I'm not talking about. See, here's the thing. If it came down to losing like three or four Yankee games, but you told mm-hmm. me the Sox played at Wrigley or City Field every year, I would take that instantly. They will, but they'll also play at Chase Field, and they'll also play. No, I know, Joey. At, we can you know, do the, more road trips, Joey. We can do more. Go to parks. We're going to take a road trip for. to Arizona. Uh, no, but I'm just saying in general. I want to see all the parks in baseball and I want to, I've probably seen 16, 17. I want to knock them off when the Sox are there. And a big part of that is that they're never at these places. So right. 
I really want to see more interleague play. That's not the point, though. I, I'm I'm happy for Hosmer that he's going to get his ovation. It's going to be funny that it's with the Red Sox because it feels like you know he hasn't played with the Royals since 2017. He had a hell of a year going into free agency. This is what you hope to have going into free agency in 2017 for the Royals. He hit 318, 882 OPS, 25 homers, 94 RBIs, and he played in every single game. It's hard to have much better of a lead-in to a, a free agency and then him signing a mega deal with the San Diego Padres. But it's going to be cool to see. It'll be cool to see his return. He's a 282 career hitter at, at Kauffman Stadium, a huge part of that 2015 World Series team. Uh, it's it, It'll be fun to see him back in Kansas City. It is kind of funny because the Padres were going to be there in late August. So oh. a lot of people probably got those tickets and now it's like, great. Now we're just going to this random Padres Royal series when the Royals are way out of it. But mm-hmm. Hey, at least you'll get to see Soto. So that'll be cool for the Royals fans. But uh, yeah, as they watch so, their team interesting. get pummeled into the ground. No, I know. Interesting that Hosmer's KC return is with the Red Sox. That's going to look a little bit strange. I do wonder what Hosmer's going to look like in a Sox Jersey. I know we I'm talked about start- that in our last episode with Vasquez. That's going to be, uh, that'll take a little getting used to. But yeah, when I think of the Royals, I think of Eric Hosmer. He mattered so much to those teams, and it's good for Kansas mm-hmm. City that they'll they'll get him back this weekend. Yeah, I I think Hosmer is going to look good in a Sox uniform. I think he's going to fit right. I think. And I also love the fact, like I love the circumstances around him coming here. I really yeah. do. Like I love that he has a chip on his shoulder, that he's pissed off, that he has something to prove. I like that a lot. Like, oh, I'm a and then obviously piece. he wants to look good in front of his people, right? You know, that you too, want you want to make too. a good impression in your first time back in Kansas City. So mm-hmm. a lot of things on the line here in this series for Eric Hosmer, but it's all good. It's all good stuff. It's all in that category of being motivated and ready to dominate. Um, so that'll be cool to see for sure. Matt Barnes could return in this series. I I definitely didn't. How about him? About, huh? Remember him? I definitely didn't forget about Matty Backpacks. No chance. Uh, Michael Walker should be back soon. James Paxton threw a two-inning simulated game, and who knows when he's going to be back, but maybe a handful of weeks. Like we mentioned earlier, Joey, you got to win this series. You got to win at least three out of four. I did. I crunched some numbers, Joe. I crunched some numbers. Seven of the remaining 16 games this season for the Red Sox against teams under 500 are against the Royals. Seven of their 16 games left against bad teams are the Royals. That's 44% of your games remaining against teams under 500 is the Kansas City Royals. So you got to beat up on them. You got to do it. Got to win these ball games. The Red Sox, 40 of their last 56 games are against teams over 500, which is just not fun to hear at all. But win these games. So we're both actively predicting that this is going to be a series W for the old Boston Red Sox. Yes. Uh, how do you feel about maybe predicting an MVP? I think that would jinx it, so I, I'm not going to do it. Do you think it would jinx it? It has jinx potential, and I'm not even a jinx guy. I just it fit when you said it, it felt wrong. So I'm just being honest. Okay. All right. That's fair. That's fair. It felt I like it was against that. the MVP rules. It just felt it. It felt like we're getting too cocky. We didn't have one for <laughs> five weeks, and then we're like, let's predict one. But. I'm not saying it's a guaranteed series W. No, 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 no. Yeah, I was going to say Hosmer. But no, what I'm saying is I just, uh, I don't know. Sometimes you get a gut feeling about somebody like having a big series. So I'll keep it to myself. I agree with you. I think Hosmer's going to look great in a Red Sox uniform, especially the road unis. I think he's going to look nice in probably the navies in the 
the Grays. He looks like a ball player. He's got a big first baseman's mitt. He's got the biggest bat I've ever seen. A long stride, long swing. Like I think, mm-hmm. I think he's going to fit in with this team well. And I yeah, think guys like JD alluded team. to it, where he's like, you know, we added it some places, subtracted it. He's very clearly, you know, him and these other guys know they added at first base. Like they're obviously mm-hmm. better now at first base. So hopefully it happens fast. You want to see those quick returns and that like mm-hmm. get those vibes going because the Red Sox don't have much time, man. They don't mm-hmm. have much time. 56 games remaining. All the teams in front of you on Wednesday in the wild card race won. They're three games back to that last wild card spot. Not a lot of time to, to mess around here. They got to get going. Speaking of not a lot of time, dude, you know who doesn't have a lot of time right now is Mr. Bobby Dahlbeck. Uh, Tristan Cassis is uh, call up day, or uh, I don't know how to what you'd call it. The day that he can come up and not lose a year. The day that he's going to get up, the soonest he can come up is like the nineteenth or twentieth. I keep seeing conflicting numbers, so it's either the nineteenth. Yeah, it's, it's two weeks. It's like two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. Bob's got two weeks to to keep his spot here. So, yeah, we will see how that goes. Something to keep an eye on, folks. Bobby Dalbeck playing for his spot on this roster. He is he the can. margin for error for the rest of the season is razor thin. Sox got to crush the Royals. Not just this weekend, but when they come to Fenway. They got to wax this team. There's no getting around it. There's there's no ifs, ands, or buts, boys. You got to win these games, huh? Got to win them. You got to win these games. Uh, Joey, it's Every time for trivia. Counts. Hit me. It's in Missouri. Is it's, it is correct. <laughs> <laughs> Who is the last Royals player to win American League MVP? Can you give me the year? How badly you no. want the year? I'll okay, give you the year. Let me, I'll, I'll th- let me think on. Let me think on. Let me think on. They've had one MVP ever. That's the hint. Ever. Is it? Is it? Much. Is it last century? Last century. Yep. Not this one. Second half of last century. Yes. It's not is it like, Brett? Yeah. It's not Bobby McDickerson. Uh, it is George Brett in 1980. He won AL MVP. He's the only Royals player to ever win MVP. They don't have a lot of hardware, man. They got two guys that have won Cy Youngs. I David Cohn in 94, Brett Saberhagen in 89 Royals, and 85. A Royals Hall of Fame in left field. Who's what in is it? in there? What's in there? I have to know. <laughs> Someone go in and take a picture. I would love if it was just like an empty warehouse. It's just like, two, like a picture of George Brett, Salvi Perez. I think they have three retired guys. I think it's George Brett. They got Hauser and White. If you're going to ask me who those guys are, I got nothing for you. So you got Brett, Hauser, and White, and that's it. I mean, maybe they just have like the the trophy in there, the 15 trophy. I have no idea what else could be in there. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't. It's it's the funniest size, too. It's like the size of a gas station. It's a, of course. I mean, they they won it in '85. They won it all in '85. So they okay. probably got two trophies, and maybe some. I mean, they, they, you look at their Wikipedia. It is just so thin. <laughs> There's just not much going on here for a fan base that cares. By the way, let's not mm-hmm. slight the fan base. Like the the Royals fans when they had that stretch going there, they packed the place and they really cared. Like it wasn't some fake Rays fans care when mm-hmm. they actually. Made it to the World Series, like they they got a passionate fan base. It's just, I mean, these are all Chiefs fans, right? Aren't they right by Arrowhead? I think this. I would imagine. I mean, it's in Kansas City, so I would imagine it's not all too far. Isn't it weird? There are 
there are two major league teams in New York, right? There are two major league teams in Florida. There's a handful in California and the only other, and, and in Texas too. And the only other state in, in Chicago, Illinois has too. But the only other one that has multiple major league teams is Missouri. Is that strange? It is kind of nuts. It is a little nuts. So that's why they they care so much about the Royals. I mean, they're the same breed as as Cards fans. I'm sure they don't like to hear that. I'm sure that's like sacrilege. But what I'm saying is they're Missourians, dude. They care about their baseball. Dude, I don't know if it was just something in the back of my head. I think it was from some of these aerial shots of like Patriots-Chiefs games. But Kauffman mm. Stadium's like 30 feet from Arrowhead. Oh, <laughs> is it really? It's literally right there. They share parking lots. Yeah. It's so. funny that like I don't associate them together at all. Like some some the one that I do cities. is Tigers and Lions, because those are literally like you could throw something at them. The in the Guardians and yeah. the, the Cavs are right next to each other. But mm-hmm. then Philly, uh, and, all uh, this stuff's right there. Philadelphia, it's all in the same place. But Arlington, isn't Jerry's world or isn't aren't the Rangers like right outside? I don't think they're that far. I don't think they're that far. But for whatever uh, reason, it's weird to think that a Royals fan is a Chiefs fan. The Royals fan is something. This is something that hits me at random times where, like, I was watching the Stanley Cup final and I'm like, these are all Rays fans? Like, at the. At the oh, at the, avalanche. At the I thought you meant the avalanche. I was like, no, nah, dude, they're not. They're probably Rockies fans. <laughs> no, you moron. They have their own team. <laughs> Wait, so these guys like the Colorado Avalanche and the Tampa Rays? Why yeah. is that? Am I am I reading this wrong? But isn't it funny though when you forget that like, and it's kind of a selfish thing because like, yeah, obviously I'm a Pats fan and I'm a Sox fan. Like we win everything. Like you yeah. kind of forget like, oh yeah, there's. Other fans of baseball teams, a lot of them have a football team. Like, there's no way. Yeah, I yeah. thought this with the Rockies, where I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. right, they're Broncos fans. What? That's weird. Okay, that. Oh, yeah, that's another one. That's another one. That, that definitely does feel weird. Uh, that's like one of my first questions I ask people when they're from somewhere else. I'm like, okay, so like, what's your sports alliances? And it's weird yeah. to go through, like, especially when they're somewhere that doesn't like have a team. They're not like from Cincinnati. You know, they're like yeah. from like yeah. you know Oklahoma. They're like, oh yeah, I'm you know a. a I'm a Texas Rangers fan, but I'm an OKC fan. But, you know, in baseball, I like the Rockies. Like, it's, I like that. It's like learn, like, yeah. huh, like what, what weird little alliances. Also weird to just think this is so dumb. This is so self-centered, but I'm so glad we're on this. This is how my brain works, too. But, like, whenever, <laughs> whenever I learned of, like, somebody who's a fan of, like, a team I've never, uh, like, uh, I've never met another fan of this team before, I'm always like, like, are you like, are you for real? Like, you really care about that team? Like, you live and die by the Mariners? Like, you, yeah, you wake up every day. You have like a Mariners flag on your wall. You wear like a Mariners T-shirt. Like, that's weird. That's okay, your thing. that's your thing. It, right. it, it just feels like they're lying. <laughs> I don't know. No, I know. That's not what people I know. What do. You, I know what you're saying. It doesn't hit weirdly enough. The Mariners thing is always weird to me that they're the longest drought of the four major sports. Cause like, mm-hmm. I never look at them as a scrub franchise. Like, obviously I picture Griffey and all the, you know, he's right behind me, but like, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't think of them as like, like when I hear that someone's like a Marlins fan, I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. Hmm. You're a Marlins fan. Cincinnati yeah. always does it for me. The Midwest is just has, you know, it has, I lump it all yeah. as one, and it's like, okay, you're either Chicago or you're Detroit. Yeah. And it's like, no, there's other places here. It's like, no, I'm from yeah. Columbus. From Columbus, <laughs> it's like, huh? what do you do? The, Den- 
the Denver one hit me when we were out there for All Star last year, and guy, you know, Uber driver picked us up from the airport, bringing us to the Airbnb, and we, I was just picking his brain on like the local teams, and he was like, "Yeah, you know, it's it's a, a decent balance. Everyone pretty much supports all three teams," and I, I'm like, "The Rockies." The Nuggets, like I was blanking on the Broncos. It was so, and we literally drove past Mile High, and I'm like, "All right, you guys are Broncos fans." Like I didn't even think about that. So I love the Rockies. I mean, Broncos there's also weird there's also four teams there. There's four teams there. So who else am I forgetting about? The or the the Avs, yeah, the Avs, yeah. literally, they won the Stanley I, Cup like a month and a half ago. I told the story wrong. I told the story wrong. I in my brain, I was saying. I was like, oh, it's Rockies, Avs, and like Nuggets. Like, I for some reason forgot about the Broncos. But um, Avalanche, by the way, completely separate. This has nothing to do with anything. They, mm-hmm. for me, are in the running for best logo of any team ever. I, I think that logo is. It's good. It's a good look. First class. That All those graphics with that logo in the cup was like, oh, that's pretty Dude, good. I so, love the, uh, I love the, uh, the Rocky City Connect too. Like, Colorado does it right a lot. I don't, I don't really yeah. love the, the Broncos and I mean I have I the Nuggets. I mean I couldn't tell you I'm a team I'm less familiar with in professional sports. I mean they're probably back to the back MVP list. on the Nuggets. Sure, I love him. Dude, he's the best. <laughs> Jokic, that's your guy. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that'll do it for the Colorado Corner. That is our our weekly update on what's going on in the Colorado <laughs> before this Royals series. You know, we've given you our thoughts on Denver, Colorado, and how weird it is that people support those teams. Each, you. each series preview we should just talk about a city that has nothing to do with the series <laughs> it's like oh, yeah, here's your update on arizona it's like what are you what are you doing what are you, what are you talking doing? about yeah what are you talking about dude but uh, i'm but stoked yeah. i'm stoked man big series like you said got you you need to take advantage of these opponents when you get them you really do race is tight being two games back felt great when after the first two games of this series being two back felt so much better than being three back Get back there, dude. You got a chance. I mean, it's a possibility to walk out of this in in playoff position. Something about two games back feels like I don't have to go on Twitter and convince people that the Sox are in it. Whereas mm-hmm. like three games back, I feel like I do. There's something about that yeah. three to two games. It's it's like it's this makes no sense, but it's kind of worth two games. That one game gap feels like two games. It feels big. It feels big. Yes. So Get back in that one to two game discussion. This is the thing, though. It's they did gain ground in the Astros series, which matters. They they were three and a half back before the series. They're now three back. I would have put that at a very slim chance. They would have picked up ground in the wild card race in Houston, but they did. So I never say you can guarantee a sweep, but by golly, it would be good if they could do that in Kansas City. You got to start off on a good note on Thursday night. Crush these guys. Crush them these guys next you will hear from us is a special interview either way joey it's going to be a very special interview the next you hear from us i'm super excited gonna be a good one or both of the cool interviews we have coming up but until then for joey caponi i am steve peralt go Sox kid